Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Today we're going to talk about prayer. I know it's a subject that all you like to talk about and you like to listen to and you like to do, I'm sure. And I'm sure you do it every day. We're going to talk a little bit about prayer. The first thing, the title, the title of the message is True Prayer. True prayer has great power. Great power. True prayer has great power. Now, when we're talking about prayer, we're talking about communication with God. We're talking about entreating him. We're talking about asking him. We're talking about thanking him for what he has done or who he is. It's um, all the kind of communication we have. And I wanted to encourage you that when you communicate with God, it's not a just a one-way communication monologue. It is a dialogue. We want to listen to see what God and hear what God has to say to us. Uh, It's a sitting in the presence of God. It's listening to him. If you're praying while you're driving, if you're praying while you're cooking, if you're praying while you're doing the grass, whatever you're doing, even if you're praying, listen, listen to God to see what he says to you because he wants to talk to us. Why pray? Why, why even uh, communicate with someone if they're not going to ever say anything to you? That would, that would be discouraging, wouldn't it? Uh, so God, he's going to talk to us. He wants to do that. Now, when I say true prayer, true prayer has great power. It's because, number one, who we pray to. And number two is in whose name we pray. So let's talk about, first of all, true prayer. Now, true prayer is distinguished from false prayer, and that true prayer is, is, is really earnest. It's heartfelt. It's uh, the type of prayer that I have an attitude of gratitude. I have an attitude of submission. I have an attitude of, of God. You are a holy God, and I am your servant. I want to come before you to hear what you have to say, and I want to talk to you. It's a, it is a personal, intimate relationship. And I didn't know that at one time uh, because some people tell me sometimes, oh, prayer is um, one of these things that I might say something to God, but I don't expect him to say anything to me. And we have personal relationship with those we are close to, but we don't have a personal relationship with God. That is not what God wants. He wants an intimate, personal relationship with you that, and with us that is the tightest relationship that you ever have. It's tighter than your husband-wife relationship, your, 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 your uh, parent-children uh, relationship. It is, it is, is a, a much more personal relationship than that because that relationship affects everything else. It really does. So, True prayer is that type of submitted prayer. My attitude is right. I'm coming in earnestness. And the false type of prayer is a prayer where it's just lip service. That's all it is, just lip service. We say something because it's the right thing to say. I learned that in Sunday school, so I said it. Uh, my, My parents did this, so I'll do this. No, prayer is not just repeating some memorization that you memorize and you just say it, 
because we do that sometimes at our meals, don't we? Bless the food by the sea, cause the from our bodies. Amen. And we don't even think about it. But are we really truly thankful? Are we really heartfelt thankful that we have this meal today? Some people don't have a meal. In some parts of the world, they do not have a meal every day. And we have a meal. Are we truly thankful enough to do that? Sometimes we are embarrassed when we're people, we're people uh, out to eat with people on Sundays or something. We don't want to pray because it might offend them. Somebody might see us. No, this is an intimate relationship. Why do we even pray the, 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 uh, the pattern that God has given us, really, when it says that give us this day our daily bread? If we're not thankful that he gave us our daily bread. So uh, true prayer has to be heartfelt, whereas false prayer is just lip service. That's all it is, just lip service. It's something that uh, you know that you should do, so you do it. No, God doesn't want that type of prayer. He wants earnestness. He wants a love affair. That's what he wants. Now, let's go just a little further in that. Why is it important of who we pray to? I said that true prayer, true prayer has great power because of who we pray to. Why is that important? Why is it, is it important for us to pray to our Father, God of the universe, the Creator? Why is it important to pray for Him? Why not pray to <clears throat> our mate. Why not pray to the sun? Why not pray to the moon? Why not pray to Buddha? Why not pray to whoever? See, have you ever thought about that? I mean, really, uh, uh, because sometimes our children, when they go off to college, they are taught a lot of different things. They are around a lot of different people, and sometimes they get discouraged and, and, and lose that which they thought they had because they were faced with a lot of other different people who have a lot of different other ideals about who you pray to. And we have to make sure we teach our children at a young age and all the way up, even though they are grown, we need to teach them that we pray to Jehovah, we pray to God, we pray to our Father, we pray to a creator, creator because he is God. He is the only true God. There is no other. Buddha is not living. He's dead. In in the the prophets like Muhammad or whoever, they're dead. The son is created by the father. So therefore, we're going to pray to our creator, the creator of the universe who created everything, all heaven and earth is under his power. We're going to pray to somebody that has some results, who can give us results. I don't know about you, I'm not interested in praying to somebody that does not give him any results. Are you? No. I don't care what some, some book said to do. If, 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 if I pray and I'm not getting any results, then hey, uh, no, no, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Wouldn't you say so? Because there are other books other than this book. Do you understand? If, with, with, now I say that there is no other book, but there are other books that people have. They come around to your door sometimes. They have, they have this plus something else. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they have 
They have different ones. And I say that when I read the Bible, when I first started in my Christian walk, I believed that this was true, and I wanted to believe it's true, but I also wanted some experience. I don't want just head knowledge. I don't want something just because somebody told me something. I want experience. So I want to experience the God of the Bible. I want to experience answered prayer. And thankful God has given all of us experience. We all have experienced a true and living God. Let's look in, in the, one part of the Bible, John chapter 17. Let's go there. And let's see what our Lord and Savior did. Verse 1, 2, and 3. The Gospel of John. Chapter 17, verse 1, 2, 3. Jesus spoke these things and lifted up his eyes to heaven. Now, who's speaking? Who's he talking about? Jesus. He spoke these things that's, that's going to follow. He lifted, up his, his, he lifted up his eyes to heaven. Why did he lift up his eyes to heaven? Why didn't he look down? Why didn't he look sideways? What do you think? Where is the Father? In heaven. In heaven. So, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he looked up into heaven and he said, Father, what type of relationship do you gather from just him saying, Father? It's a close one, right? So I hope your children call you dad, father, mom. I hope they don't just call you Joe, Susie. You know, they have a relationship with you. Father, father. The hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over the all flesh, of all flesh, that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. What does that tell us? Doesn't it tell us, number one, that Jesus has authority over every single living thing and being? Wouldn't it tell you that? Because he says that you have given me. So who... Does it belong to? All flesh belongs to who? The Father, God. And he says, you have given over all flesh that to all whom you have given me, he may give eternal life. This eternal life that they may know, this is eternal life that they may know you. The only, what type of God? True. God, the only, only true God. So true prayer has great power because we're praying to the only true God. See, that, that, that means now that there are other gods. Doesn't it? 
if he says that the only true God, there must be some what? False gods. There must be some false gods. You don't want your children, you don't want to be mistaken and deceived in thinking that somebody is a God, something is a God that's really not a God. You don't want to do that. There's only one true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's exciting to me because I know that through experience, you know all I'm doing today is encouraging you, I'm motivating you to keep doing what you're doing. But also, I think that this message, because, I mean, this message is not just the normal message that I normally get after an hour of prayer and meditation on, God, what do you want for the body? I mean, three hours. I mean, just, it took me so long to get this message because I just didn't know. And, I, and once I said, well, what in the world do people know about prayer, God? This morning, while I was just thinking, the thought came to me, there must be people in the body that need encouraging that true prayer has great power. So that means that somebody in here, including myself, may be thinking that is there really great power in prayer? Because my prayer that I've been praying for 15, 20, 30 years has not been answered yet. What is wrong? What's the deal? Do you know that we can be believing that prayer works in somebody else's life but it's not working in mine? You can be believing that prayer works in this part of your life but not in that part of your life. That's what came to me this morning because I'm wondering, God, why did you want me teaching that? I need encouraging because I know that I have things I've been praying for for years. Years. And it doesn't seem that he's going to answer. Now, I'm probably the only one in here that's like that. Probably. I know you get all your prayers answered, you know, hop to it. I mean, he, 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 he's done on the spot. God on the spot. That's what he is. With me, it's not like that way. How about you? Let's look at Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 26. I need encouraging today. Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26. Now, in this sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. Now we're learning that, oh, there is an angel by the name of Gabriel. 
and he was sent. So angels can be sent with assignments to do things. To a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And so we see that this is coming up here, and we know that this is about the angel telling uh, Mary that she's going to have a, a child, and she says, well, how's this going to be? I've never known a man. I'm, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't have any relationship with anybody. I have no relationship with anybody. Joseph, we're supposed to be married, but uh, he hasn't touched me, uh, so how's this going to be? And, of course, they said, it's, you know, the Holy Spirit is going to uh, overpower you, and you're going to have a son. His name will be called Jesus. Now, verse 36 says, And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived. Is that something unnatural? A woman conceived. But it is in this case because it says, a son in her old age, and she who was called, what? Barren, is now in her sixth month. So we know that the angel knows a lot of things. And we know that here's a person who um, could not have children, conceived, and is already in her sixth month, and going to conceive a son. And this is important to Mary because Gabriel is letting Mary know something that she thinks this is impossible. She's barren. She's old. How is she going to have a child? She's been trying to have children all her life. And, and, and now you tell me that she's going to have a child? I wonder if this is true. And we know the story, of course, um, later on she did go to visit Elizabeth, didn't she? And she found out, oh, it's true. That gave her what? Encouragement. It gave her faith to believe. Because he's already told her in verse 37, Gabriel told her that what? For nothing, nothing, that means not a word, nothing will be impossible with God. We pray to God because nothing, not a word, literally means not a word is impossible with God. That's exciting to me. I, you know, I, I love to pray to someone who nothing is impossible. Don't you? I mean, there's hope, isn't it? <laughs> it's hope. It's hope. I said, wow, this is awesome. Let's look at Jeremiah. 32. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, take these deeds, this sealed deed of purchase, and this open deed, and put it them in an earthen vessel, in a jar, that they may last a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields, and vineyards shall again be brought in this land. After 
I had given the deed of purchase to Baruch, Baruch and the son of Nerah. Then I prayed to the Lord, saying, O oh Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. This is the prophet saying that. Now the prophet is saying this, and this is a this this is something that I like to look in the Bible a lot of times to see what type of prayers are, are, are people praying. What 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 constitutes prayer? Well, listen to what he's saying here. And he says, "Who shows love and kindness to thousands? Who repays the iniquity of fathers into the uh, bosom of the children after them? O great and mighty God, the Lord of hosts is His name. Great in counsel and mighty in deeds, whose eyes are open." In, to all the ways of the Son of Man, given to everyone according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds, who sets the signs and the wonders in the land of Egypt. You know, all he's doing is just recalling, hey, God, you are, you are the man. You know? I mean, simply, you are the man. There's nothing too hard for you. you, you. Then he started recounting the stuff that he, he did in Egypt. Can't we do that? Can't we start recounting the things that God has done in our lives? When we go to him, we say, God, you're the mighty God. I come before you because I remember, Lord, when, when, when I was uh, going through this and, and you did this. You did this. You did this in my, 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 my children's life. You did this in our marriage. You did this and that. God loved to hear that. Wouldn't a parent love to hear that from a child? Just, just think sometime if, if, if your um, child will come to you and say, oh, dad, oh, mom. You know, you, you, you are so good to me. You know, you, you, you fed me. You, you, you changed my dabble when I was little. You tied my shoes when I couldn't even tie my shoes. God, you, I mean, come on now. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be exciting? You said, well, you, you don't have to do that. I mean, you know, uh, I'm, you know. Oh, my goodness gracious. Next time you go out somewhere, you'll say, hey, let's buy, let's buy our daughter something, you know. Because you're so, you, 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 you're so appreciative because... Because she is so appreciative of what you have done. How many of us have ever said into our parents all the time, you know, I really appreciate you because you did so much for me. If it weren't for you, uh, I wouldn't even be where I am now. You know when we do that? On Mother's Day. Usually. That's about it. Once a year. Aren't we so glad that they, that, that they still have Mother's Day? We have to remind them that it is a Father's Day. <laughs> you know? But it, God wants to hear appreciation. That's part of prayer. It's part of prayer. Because he said, then I prayed to the Lord saying, so all, this thing, all these things he said, he was praying. So thanking God for who he is, what he's done, that's part of uh, Thanksgiving is part of prayer. And I'm telling you that true prayer has great power. Then it says over in, in verse uh, 25, You have said to me, O Lord God, buy for yourself the field with money and call in witnesses, although the city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. So here is Jeremiah wondering, Why are you having me to buy a field? Why would I go buy property in, something, in, in, a, in an area that's condemned? 
Why would you want to buy property in Lynchburg if, if Lynchburg is being annihilated? It's, it's, it's going to be annihilated by the enemy, and there's going to be nothing here, desert land. You don't want to buy anything. But that's what he's asking God. So God speaks in verse 26. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, now this is the Lord now saying about himself, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of what, what, what now? All flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? So what is he saying here? I, 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 Jeremiah, I understand what you what you, you, what you I understand you. you. You see this. You see that the, 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 the Chaldeans are taking over the, over the city. You see that. You see, I've already told you, it's going to be annihilated. But you don't understand. I have a, a plan in the future. I have a plan to bring the remnant back. I have a plan that things are going to be so, things are going to be uh, uh, flourishing in that day. So therefore, I want you to be a living example to them because, see, Jeremiah was a prophet of God. So, so back then, if the prophet spoke, that God was speaking. And so whatever the prophet did, they're watching everything the prophet did because a lot of times uh, he did things that were prophetic because he They'll lay on their side, they'll do this, they'll wear this, they'll, you know, like he said, he bought land. Why is Jeremiah buying land? Why is he buying this field? So they're seeing this. Something must be up. So God is showing his people that there's nothing too hard for me. Yes, I'm bringing destruction, but I'm going to bring it back to better than it was. And this in the later part, of, the latter part of the chapter, that's what he said he was going to do. And I mean, that, that's, that's, that's awesome what he said. God is good. I don't care what I see. I don't care what you see. I don't care what you hear. God is good. It may not look good to us. It may not be good for us right now. But God is good. There is nothing impossible with God. So therefore, and and God never, never, never is going to allow destruction. Uh, He's not going to allow uh, calamity to come upon his people and he's not going to give any relief. It's not going to happen. It hasn't happened in the Bible. It's not going to happen in our lives. And you say, well, it's a possibility if we're in sin. It's a possibility. Well, let me tell you. Was Israel in sin? Were they ever not in sin? That would be a question to ask. <laughs> that would be a question to ask. Today I'm not teaching on some of the hindrances to prayer. And we know we're going to have to live a holy life. We serve a holy God. We know we're going to have to be holy. We have the Holy Spirit in, in, in us. We know that the scripture says, because I've taught um, the lesson before, you know the scripture says that you cannot continue to sin. If, you have, if, if we have his seed in us, we can't continue to sin. So we know we're not going around we, speaking of, uh, well, 
we, we, we're in the New Testament. We're on the grace, so we can do what we want to do. We can sin, and God's going to be taking care of us. Let me tell you something. Uh, don't you believe that lie? Because it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. If you continue to sin, you're not saved. I don't care what you said in your mouth. I don't care how wet you got in baptism. You're still lost as a goose. If you don't stay in your sin, if you practice sin, the Bible speaks of it. Romans, I mean, we can just go on First John, it doesn't matter. It speaks of it. So I'm not speaking in a vacuum. I've taught lessons before. You're going to have to put word upon word, line upon line. In the way where I'm coming from. Let's go to Chronicles. Second Chronicles. It's a well known passage. Seven fourteen. Well known passage. We're talking about the greatness of God now. That's what we're talking about. Why pray in the name of Jehovah? Why pray? To our Father, our Heavenly Father, the creator of all beings. Why pray to him? That's what we're still talking about. Because he, all the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to him. And he is a good God. He's a God of justice now. He's a God of justice. So he said that about himself also in Genesis. Let's look at verse 14. Second Chronicles 7, 14. Everybody know this, don't they? And the King James might start off with, if my people who are called by my name, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, right? That's number one. Well, first of all, you got to be his people, right? That's number one. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, right? Humble themselves. Humility is a great thing, isn't it? And do what? Pray. Prayer works, doesn't it? Oh, there's great power in prayer. God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves in prayer, well, part of prayer is humility, isn't it? We said you can't come to God with true prayer and not be in humility and not be willing to uh, give self sacrificial service to God, you can't come to him like that. So he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and do what? Seek my face. Right? Seek my face. In other words, God, God wants to be chased, doesn't he? Hide and seek. Right? Doesn't it? You don't like to play hide and seek? God does. Yeah. He, 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 he's, he's there. But he's not there. He says, seek me. Seek me and you'll find me. If you'll seek me with your whole heart. If my people will call by my my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face. And then repentance is in there, isn't it? So what I said before still goes because God said so. You're not going to be thinking that this is a, as some people call sloppy grace, in the New Testament, no, this is grace in the New Testament, but he says that you're going to have to repent of sin, right? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, that's repentance, 
from their wicked ways. So are you involved in anything that you need to stop being involved in? Are you doing anything that is, is um, dishonoring to Father God who saved you, who uh, birthed you again, who you want to be with him eternally in heaven? Is there anything that's dishonoring to him that you need to give up? You need to repent of. That's what he's saying. You're my people. Now, of course, he's talking to his people here. In the Old Testament, he's talking to Israel. But let me tell you, how about your family? Can we apply this to our family? If the mom and dad, if this family will humble themselves and pray, and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then I hear from heaven right, and heal their family. I like to put things personal a lot of times because, well, you know, we say, well, hey, we're not, I mean, this doesn't apply to me. I mean, I don't have no hand. How are you talking about heal some lamb? My land is not sick. Well, we know that, 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 um, that in America, come on now, does America need healing? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. We've given place to a lot of the enemy. We've given place to the enemy a lot by the things we've done and not done. The land needs healing. But God gave us a word about prayer. True prayer has great power. Great power. It can undo anything that our ancestors done. Anything. Anything. Because, yeah, come on now, is that right? Anything. Because you just think, think, think of, uh, of the things that was done to the, America, the, Native, the Native Americans in this land. In this land. And we just come and take it and say, well, you don't have any land because you don't have a deed. Yeah? So get over here on this reservation and then it's our land now. Come on. You think God's excited about that? No, he's not. No, he's not. And this, this church is a testimony of, of just the graciousness of God because you wouldn't even, when I was growing up, you wouldn't even think of being in a church like this. I mean, it wouldn't even cross your mind. You wouldn't even set foot in a church with a black pastor. No way in the world, would you? Back now, no, not back in the sixties, but there's no way. I've told people before. I told, told one was talking to one this morning. When one grew up, it was a, a fountain for, for the colored, a fountain for the white, a bathroom for the colored, a bathroom for the white. They didn't mix. Didn't mix. So one, matter of fact, when we went to the movies, there was an upstairs for the black, there was a downstairs for the white, and you went in in separate doors. And you better not try to get in the other part. That's just the way it was. You tell me this land don't need healing? But God said, and we, we talk, I mean, you can talk, talk about any, any nationality because how about the Jews? Huh? Mistreated? Abused? You think God's, you know, excited about that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Unborn children. I mean, we can go on and on, can't we? 
the land needs healing. But God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith, turn from their wicked ways, I hear from heaven and heal their land. Prayer is powerful, isn't it? Prayer is powerful. We just have to do what it says. I mean, this is, this is a scripture that you say, well, 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 why isn't things happening then? Why aren't things happening where it should happen? It's because we do have an enemy. Don't we? Ephesians, turn to that Ephesians, please, probably. Uh, chapter 6, verse 10. Uh, let's go there. And we know who the enemy is, don't we? Who's that enemy? Let's look at it. And finally, finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his strength. It says, put on the full arm of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the, who is that? Devil. We do have a devil, and if you don't believe we have a devil, please read your Bible. It says devil. Okay? <laughs> For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So our struggle is not, I don't care if you're Native American, your struggle is not with the ones who put you on the reservation. I don't care if you're uh, African American, your struggle is not against uh, the Caucasian. I don't care if you're a Jew, your struggle is not against anybody, no Germans, it's not against anybody. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against who? It says here, uh, uh, against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness, in heaven places. That's who our fight is against. And we got to stop fighting each other. And how much faith do we really have if we get mad at somebody and want to take our ball and go home, want to get mad at somebody, don't want to speak to them uh, because, you know, whatever they did or didn't do, God says that if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face in terms of their wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven and say, and heal their land. So that means he'll heal your relationship. He'll heal anything you have. All you need to do is turn from your sin. Stop looking at somebody else's sin. You know, I've said that before. Look at your own sin and turn from that. Okay. And your prayers will be answered. When will they be answered? I don't have a clue. Really? Do you? You don't have a clue either. We gonna, God's going to answer us when he wants to answer us. He's God. He said he can, he can turn the hearts of a king just like he turned the rivers of water. And I mean, rivers, I mean, you see, they're, they're turned they're all, all over. He said he can turn the heart of a king just like that. Anywhere he wants to turn it. So I don't care who this person is, whether it's president, whether it's the vice president, whether it's a king, whether it's a queen, I don't care if it's a, a husband, a wife, an employer, I don't care who it is, God can turn their hearts. All we have to do is believe that he can do it. Now, when is he going to do it? Well, he's going to do it when he wants to. It's not going to be on our time, is it? It's going to be on his time. And his time is always the right time. Because he has other things he's trying to do with this thing. It's not just about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. He has a whole world he's trying to, trying to uh, 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 work on. And when he's working on me, he's working on my family. He's working on all those around me. He's working on all of us at the same time. So when, I, when I'm praying for something, somebody else is praying for something else. And it might be opposing each other. So 
Oh, what do you do in the Super Bowl when one Christian, they're praying one way and others are praying another way? What, you know? <laughs> God do things on his own time. I'm very thankful that prayer, true prayer, has great power. Whoever we are today, and I, I know I've been discouraged in, 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 in an area of my life, that I said, God, when are you going to move? This thing is getting close now. It's getting close, God. Have, have you ever told God that? It's getting close now. It's getting close to the end now. Uh, what, when are you going to show up? When are you going to show up? How long is this going to have to go on? How long is it going to take for uh, your single, for, for my mate to come? How long? Man, I prayed about this and you answered. You had not answered this. Why haven't you answered this? You don't want me to get married? You said in your word, it's not good for man to be alone. Right? Why is everybody else getting married? I'm not getting married. Why is everybody else having children? I'm not having children. Why is everybody else car working and mine broke down? Right? Yeah. I remember my, we were going to Fayetteville one time, and, and, and Chad and Jennifer, we took them with us, and uh, Chad borrowed my car and uh, said, hey, we need to go make a run. And I borrowed your car. I said, yeah. He came back and said, man, this thing rattled, man. This is, man what's wrong with your car, man? It's rattling all over the place, man. It's, uh, and it's, and it's rattling worse now, Chad. <laughs> we still have the same one. It has 259,000 miles on it. It's, it's going strong, brother. It's going strong. It's rallying on down the street. You know? So God, can't I get a new car? Can't I get this? other people get a new car? Why can't I get a new car? Right? You got plans for me, don't you? You got plans for his money, not my money, is it? Come on. True prayer has great faith. Be encouraged today. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying because God is going to answer. I guarantee you, he's going to answer. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.